Hi guys, today is Sunday, January 3rd, and welcome to episode 43 of Mix and Stuff. My name is Alicia, and today we'll be talking about works in progress, um, pretty things, local delights, and wibbly wobbly timeline. Uh, first, welcome to those of you that are new, and for those of you that are returning, thanks for coming back. Um, if you haven't already, there's a group on Ravelry that you can join. It's called Mix and Stuff Podcast. Um, and there'll be a link in the show notes, which are at knitsandstuff.wordpress.com. So let's get started. Um, no finished objects this time, but I did make some good progress on my um, some of my knitting works in progress. And the first is the winter seashell. Um, this is. Did I start recording? I did. Okay. I wasn't sure if I started recording. <laughs> um, so this is the Winter Sea Shawl by Liz Albinanti. It's um, out of a verb for keeping warm clover in the colorway beach glass. And uh, I am needing it on US 6s, 4.0 millimeters on my Addy interchangeable, um, bamboo interchangeable needles. Um, so I was here last time um, and I made a few rows I made a few rows while I was on vacation <laughs> and um, yeah it's taking a little bit longer as the the rows get longer and longer but I don't have that much yarn left we're down to to just this <laughs> so um, yeah so we're getting there and then once this is done, I can finally move this cord over to the cardigan that I'm working on, and it won't be as cramped. Uh, and then I am keeping this in my uh, silver shed bag, this little, with the um, scientific and slightly nerdy uh, pattern on it. And I just realized the other day too, so this pattern, the winter seashell has this chevron pattern to it. I don't know if you can see it now that I'm pulling only a little bit up. But um, it has the chevron pattern that it, it makes with knit and pearl stitches. And so does the inside of this bag. <laughs> I was like, yeah, well that works out. But um, yeah, so that's my shawl. And then I've made a lot of progress on these socks. I'm almost done with them. Um, they are, the pattern I'm using is the Knit More Girls uh, Vanilla Sock by Jasmine Canty, and this is sock number one. I should really pull out my sock blockers, I need to figure out where they are. But this is the first one, and this is out of Query Fiber Self-Striping Sock in the colorway Menorah. Um, it's 7525 Merino Nylon, um, and I'm knitting them on US 1s. Uh, and I'm doing a, uh, I think it's called a partridge stitch heel, where you alternate the stitches that you're slipping and purling so that they, um, so that the slip stitches don't line up. I'm not sure, I'm like reverse on this camera preview. <laughs> okay, um, actually I'm not, yeah, yeah, I am reverse. So, um, anyway, <laughs> so that's what, uh what it looks like on the heel, and it's just a regular heel flap um, that I'm doing. And so this is the first sock that's done, and I think last time I had just started 
the uh, the leg, the ribbing on the top of the leg in this, but I had a lot of plain knitting time and uh, made quite a bit of progress since then. So I've got past the heel and now I'm just working on the foot. I'm almost to the toe, I think. Yeah, so this is about how much I have left. Um, and I was actually surprised, or I was worried at least, um, I'm knitting these on my signature needles. Um, yeah, so they were ones. <laughs> And uh, I was afraid that they weren't going to let me take them on the plane, but I didn't have a problem going through security, so I was able to knit quite a bit on them. Uh, I guess I would have had to check my bag if I if they didn't let me, but they did, luckily, so I didn't have to worry about that. Um, and I'm keeping these in uh, the the bag that it ca that came with the kit um, from the Purple Girl. And this is a little Hanukkah triangle bag. Um, yeah, so that is all of my works in progress. Let me put this away. <laughs> and then I have quite a lot of pretty things to show. I always, I feel like I always have a lot of pretty things to show. I need to stop doing that. <laughs> but um, so that is that. So I'm going to have, there's going to be some crinkling here because it's still in its package. But I got some stuff from Hobbledyhoy. I think there was a sale recently when I got this. Maybe. Or maybe it was just an update. It was probably just an update. Um, but I got a few things. Um, and I like how she sends um, like a little bonus uh, mini bat. So the color's showing up a little bit um, different on camera. I think because it's a little bright outside so it's kind of might be a little washed out but um yeah so I got um a few things I guess first I got um some mini bats and that is what these look like uh it's in the colorway rainbow swirl and it has um polworth wool bamboo Sparkle and it's two ounces of the of the mini bats. I don't know how I don't know how people do this with the reverse. I'm not even I for some reason I can get a preview now when I'm looking at the camera, so or when I'm recording. So um, yeah, but the preview's in reverse and that's really confusing. So <laughs> um, yeah, so this is the the bats. And when I saw this, it reminded me of Rainbow Dash, and I felt like I had to get it. Um, for my little friend. <laughs> so that uh, was one thing I got. And then I got um, another uh, braid of um, Polworth wool and tussle silk. And it's in the colorway decoder ring. And kind of, there we go. There's not as much glare. <laughs> um, so it's got these nice purples and oranges and blues. Um, with a little bit of, of gray and white. It's really pretty. So I got one of these, and then I got two of, of course I had two, um, Tiny Whiny. And this is also Polworth and Silk. And that's what it looks like. I should just take it out of the bag. I haven't opened these yet. <laughs> um, I'm trying not to crinkle too much. There we go. So that's what it looks like. 
so pretty. And of course, since it's um, since the name was Tiny Wimey and it's clearly Doctor Who inspired, I, I had to buy it. Um, and I bought two, so I'll probably just uh, make spin up each braid separately and then two ply it. Um, and I might, I might do this soon actually because I have a very clear plan <laughs> of, of how I want to spin it. So, um, yeah, so that is all the pretty things and I feel like that was a pretty fast uh, fiber segments. Um, <laughs> so that would bring us to uh, local toys. Um, so yesterday, uh, we went to a new, just trying to move stuff out of the way, <laughs> we went to a new, um, cafe, I guess you could call it, <laughs> in Berkeley, uh, downtown, well, kind of in North, North Berkeley, Gourmet Ghetto area, uh, close, close to downtown, like definitely walking distance from BART, but, um, it's, uh, it's called Victory Point Cafe, and, um, if you haven't heard of it, they're, a uh, brand new um, board game cafe <laughs> that you can go to. Uh, there's a $5 entry fee and you can stay as long as you want. Um, it's $5 per person and they have a wall. I should have taken a picture. You know, I think they might have some on their website, but I'll link to it in the show notes. Um, and if I can find a picture, I'll put up something um, on, on the podcast. But... Um, yeah, so they have this uh, wall full of board games, um, anything from really light board games like Twister. Wait, do they have Twister? That's not really a board game. <laughs> but some of the um, like younger kids' board games, like Sorry and Candyland, that kind of stuff, um, to like heavy strategy games that we've played before, um, like the Battlestar Galactica board game or... Um, Thunderstone, which is a deck building game, um, yeah, so, uh, so we went there and tried it out, um, and got a table, it's usually pretty busy on the weekends, um, I'm not trying, even on the, the evenings of the weekdays too, because it's, since it's so close to campus, I think they get a lot of college students going, um, maybe, <laughs> so, um, it can get pretty busy, but it, it didn't take us that long to get a table, um, so we got lucky, and there were just five of us, so I guess it wasn't too difficult to get a table, but, um, yeah, so we got to pick from a bunch of board games that they had. We only played one since we were gonna eat dinner, um, afterwards, but, uh, we played, um, what did we play? Ticket to Ride, <laughs> and, um, that's kind of like Settlers of Catan, where you're building ro roads, but they're actually railroads, and um, there's not really a resource issue as much as just like cards that you're trying to get um, of specific colors. I guess that's kind of like the resources um, in, in Settlers, but um, yeah, you're basically just trying to build as many railroads as you can and get the most points. Uh, in the game. So we played that game there and then they also um, have uh, food and drinks so because um, it's a cafe so they have like light snacks and um, some sandwiches and then coffee, uh, tea, I think they have beer also um, but we had a chai that was actually really good um, and then some of the rest of the, the group had uh, some coffee and tea um, and then we got, they, they have, uh, 
bowls. So we got one candy bowl and one um, wasabi bowl, and it was just like a bunch of mixed uh, snacks in in the bowl, and that was fun to just have. Um, so it's really easy though to go in, and um, you just give them your card, and they sit you at a table, and then you can charge everything to that card um, that you get, and say, and you tell them what table you're at. Um, so it makes things pretty easy. And yeah, it was really fun. Um, I would definitely go back. And especially if you if you want to try out a board game that you don't have, um, it's a good place to go to to try it before um, spending money on it. I think there was one game one of my friends wanted. She said it was $90. So before actually like buying it, um, you could go there and try it out um, with some of your other friends and, and see if you like it. So. Yeah, and I think the staff there also knows how to play all the board games um, because I heard some of them explaining to some of the people there how to play. Um, so you can always ask them if you're confused about rules or I guess if you're lazy. Because <laughs> sometimes it takes a while to read through all those rules for the, the harder games. But yeah, um, it, was, it was a really fun place to go. So if you're downtown and looking to play some board games, um, Victory Point Cafe is a good place to check out. So that, yeah, that's it for Local Delights, um, and that would bring us to Wibbly Wobbly Timey Wimey, and um, I'm fine, well, no, I was going to say I'm caught up with Doctor Who, but I'm not. I haven't watched the Christmas special yet, but um, but if you are as far behind as I am and don't want spoilers, um, I will be talking about <clears throat> episode 9, it's called Sleep No More, so I'll put some spoiler, a spoiler thing up here, or down here. <laughs> somewhere um and yeah and so uh you can come back when that's gone or uh see you guys later um so yeah uh episode season nine episode nine called sleep no more um really interesting episode uh so i had watched four episodes on the plane to hawaii and um i started with sleep no more and it was pretty scary because um, I think it was still yeah in an early flight I think it was still dark um, when I first started when I started the first episode so um, yeah that was uh, that was probably <laughs> an interesting episode to start with but um, I really it was really interesting the way uh, they had it set up to um, you had the perspective of uh, this scientist kind of inventor um and he was narrating to the camera uh and showing clips of of what had been filmed on the ship um that he was on and there was a rescue crew that comes on and then the doctor and clara come on and you see uh, bits of pieces that he spliced together um so it, it reminded me um a little bit well a lot actually of uh, blink the episode with where we first run into the weeping angels um with david Tennant, and he's not actually i guess uh in sleep no more the doctor still had a pretty large role in um in the episode but in blink he david Tennant did not have had like hardly a role in it um, but the way that it was set up in this kind of like thriller um this thriller style episode um, where you know you get the, you're getting this perspective from someone else and not necessarily from the doctor and Clara um, was interesting and 
terrifying <laughs> um, the way that they uh, did the cameras and the um, yeah the filming and the, but the actual monsters weren't that scary unlike the um, the angels they were terrifying terrifying angels <laughs> but yeah so there were these these sandmen um, the term that Clara coined and uh, they were from these device well they were from humans but they uh, had started um, turning into beings because people created these machines where they didn't have to sleep and they can condense all of their sleep into like a five minute nap and so you go into this machine and you take like a five minute nap and then you wouldn't have to sleep for like days afterwards so this machine was causing our like sleep buildup um, to like sleep dust I think he called it um, to like accumulate and um, create these monsters it was kind of weird <laughs> but they created these monsters that eventually absorbed um, humans when they got hungry and um, yeah the, and I actually so this wasn't I'm only talking about this episode because it wasn't a two-parter but I thought it might have been a two-parter when I got to the end because it turned out that the um, scientist inventor guy was trying to get these sleep dust monsters, the Sandman, um, back to Earth so they can feed on all of the rest of the human population, and um, and the way he ended it was like I like he he made it, the doctor think that people um, or that it was kind of like a spore like a mold spore in a way where you just need to expose it um, expose the sandman out to or the sand to sleep dust out to the world and um, and it would spread but the uh, scientist inventor guy I really should have written down his name <laughs> he had made this video because um, because that was how he transmitted the the sand and power things I, i'm not even sure exactly how they said it worked but it was by watching the video you were now like infected um so that was interesting and i thought that the because the doctor um had said you know they needed to go back to their planet and um and destroy all these machines so i thought they were going to do like a second part where they defeated it but they didn't so it was kind of this like um thriller ending I guess uh, that or like cliffhanger ending that um, you know you don't really know like it's kind of open-ended but you know what they're not gonna like come back to it but um, but it was kind of scary it was like a scary movie on its own but yeah it was a very um, standalone episode so if you're looking for an episode to watch um, this season that <laughs> is not uh, continuous with the rest of the, the season plot then you could watch um sleep no more but yeah it, it was good it was a good one though i liked it it was a it was a change of pace especially from all the two-parters it was um getting to be a lot of these like to be continued episodes so yeah that um that's it for wibbly wobbly tiny wimey um i'll probably be talking about episode 10 next week and then um i might talk about all three because they're all kind of connected to each other um and then I'll have to watch the Christmas special. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. Um, but did I say next week? I mean in two weeks. Next episode. Um, I'll be talking about the next, uh, the last three episodes of Doctor Who probably. Uh, 
or or just one one or three or somewhere in between <laughs> so yeah that's all all i have for uh for episode 43 um social media stuff i'm eliana nitz on ravelry and unperfect 529 on twitter instagram everywhere else um pinterest and there's the Knits and Stuff podcast group on Ravelry, and the show notes are at knitsandstuff.wordpress.com. And that is all I have. Um, so thank you guys for watching, and I will see you guys in two weeks. Bye!